Yo, hello everybody. Uh, Mike Mills with Verity Mortgage here. Um, today is open day, so uh, we may not have a lot of people watching this live today, but uh, we'll do the best we can. Um, if you ever need a mortgage, pre-approval, you're looking to buy or sell your house, please give me a call. Otherwise, let's uh, move on to the show. We won't do too many boring stuff related to commercials. So today, I'm welcoming a good friend of mine and uh, a guy that's done a lot of work for us in the past that I really think is an awesome human being, and that's Mr. Aaron Robertson with uh, All Integrity Contracting. What's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you, Mike, for having me here today just to chat it, it up and talk about what's going on. Yes, absolutely, man. I'm glad you came in. Um, I want to bring you in. Uh, so just a little background on how I know Aaron. Uh, so we met, uh, I don't know, it's been a couple of years now uh, that we got to know each other and we were doing, um, my wife and I did a show uh, for, it's not HGTV, Magnolia Network, something what it was called. And uh, we were looking for a contractor and the story of this was, is we had reached out to one group to do the work for us in this remodel on a house that we bought in Cedar Creek Lake and um, for, for this show. And uh, we had gotten the show booked several weeks or several months in advance, really, and had reached out to an initial contractor we got referred to uh, to give us a bid. And the, the bid took forever. Um, you know, there was dragging their feet on how much this was going to be and how much that was going to be. And it took a really long time to get the bid in. And we got to the point to where we were getting close to having to start filming the show. And we had no idea what the cost was going to be or, you know, what they were going to, um, when they could start the work and what all was going to be involved. And then about a week before we were supposed to start shooting, uh, we got the bid and it was, insane <laughs> to say the least on what they were charging. Um, now granted, there's always a little bit of sticker shock whenever you get, you know, a lot of remodel work done and, you know, you're looking to try to figure out because, you know, everybody kind of starts, you know, Aaron probably knows this. We all start up here with all these ideas on what we want to do. And then when the, when the bill actually shows up, then we kind of start knocking that down a little bit because everybody's eyes are bigger than their stomach or their wallets. And that as the case may be, but, um, so I reached out to a friend of mine uh, to ask for another referral if anybody knew of someone that did great work. And she gave me uh, Aaron's contact information. And within a week, Aaron had and his uh, partner, uh, Kyle, had come out and done it, bid the house. So they went out, they looked at it, they measured everything. And then they went out and uh, sent us a bid within like five days. And it was about half of what the other company was going to charge us. So it was zero doubt in my mind, not to mention the person that referred him to me, uh, somebody I trust a lot and, you know, is very, um, very locked in on this kind of stuff. So, um, so they came out, they did a fantastic job on the property. Uh, they knocked everything out exactly on budget, even maybe even a little bit less than what, what we thought it was going to be based off the work that we had initially requested. We added a few things to it, but, um, for the most part, um, and we've been thrilled with them ever since I've referred them to my sister, my mom, everybody I could possibly think of, because I think, um, his, his group, they do such a fantastic job. And I think that's a really, really hard thing to find whenever you're dealing with contractors these days. So, um, so that's why I brought him in because I really wanted to kind of promote his business and, you know, let everybody know what he does. And then also, uh, have some questions, um, for him on what homeowners and, you know, we do this show primarily gauged towards, uh, realtors on what to look for when you're trying to buy a house, what kind of costs could be involved in different types of repairs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so that's just a long winded way of saying, uh, I appreciate you coming in and, uh, we can get rolling on this. So first off, um, I want to know how did you even get into doing all this to begin with? Where, where did you start off? Well, um, I kind of had to grow up a little faster than most, most people. Okay. Uh, when I was 15, you know, I didn't necessarily have the greatest home life or home experience. Uh, okay. so for me, you know, I, I, I had, a, I wanted to work. I wanted to get free. I wanted to go forward. I wanted my own money, my own things. I, I wanted that freedom, you know, that i didn't necessarily get to experience growing up. And right. uh, so when I was 15, I kind of packed my bags and took off. <laughs> there not, you go. Not, not necessarily the, you know, the best thing to ever happen, but it has turned out quite amazing. Okay. Uh, I would say that, you know, moving out at such a young age, you get thrown into life really fast. So bills start racking up quick. Like I didn't, didn't have a car. So right. I was working, working, working. I finally bought a car and then had to pay for phone, insurance, groceries, stuff like that. So I really had to, to learn quick mm -hmm. how to work. And at the time being young, you know, I didn't have a degree to work with. So right. the first thing I could do was labor jobs. Okay. And, uh, 
you know, starting off doing labor jobs, I always had a different mindset. I loved asking questions. I loved to learn. Um, so there wasn't ever a job that I got that I didn't immediately rise to the top in. Okay. Because I just, that's my personality. Like I want to strive in whatever I do. And uh, so being young, I just, I got in these jobs and I didn't mind doing the small work or the dirty work. Right. But while I was doing that, I was always keeping one eye on the leaders, the people that were above me. And I was asking questions and, you know, keeping their workstations clean. So getting into this work just started, started out me just trying to provide for myself. And uh, from there and just being willing to learn, never trying to be bigger than what I was. Yeah. Just being, you know, having an open mind, asking questions. It has led me to this place now where I've gotten to learn over the years how to run, how to run a company, how to do the work, how to bid the jobs, how to be successful in what we're doing. And it all just started, you know, getting out young, learning it, but being open-minded, right. uh, you know. So a lot of trial and error, I would imagine, yes? That's how, honestly, I don't know if there is a contractor that hasn't learned it, <laughs> right. not trial and error. Right, so. right. When did you, um, how long did you do it before you decided to, that you were ready to kind of step out on your own and start trying to do some stuff by yourself? So I moved here, I'm from Louisiana. Uh, for anyone that's watching, I didn't know. And uh, I moved here for, for college. Uh, I'm actually, in my family, the only person that really got to go to college. So I was actually the first person to graduate high school as well. Oh, wow. So it was, it's a huge deal. You know, yeah. I didn't know anything about college or yeah. really much you, of anything. You had to figure so it out all on your own. I had to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, so I moved here. Uh, you know, I just kind of felt an urge in my heart to come here to Texas, to this school that I found. And uh, so I started going there, and I was working. Uh, Where'd you go to school? I went to Christ for the Nations Bible College in okay. Dallas, Texas. Okay. And uh, so I was going there, and after the first year of working there, uh, I was at a, I was working valet, uh, parking cars and stuff like that, yeah. and and I was there three months, and within that three months, I was already a manager. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like I was saying, it's part of my personality, but well, it's amazing how, um, we were just talking about this before we went on. Cause you were talking about, you know, adding, trying to add people and going back to just doing you and your partner. But, um, there's not a ton of people these days that really want to work real hard. Um, sure. you know, there, there are plenty of people out there that do, mm -hmm. but the vast majority probably are looking for shortcuts. And when you, when you take the type of personality that you have in that you, you came from nothing essentially, right? And had to struggle the whole way through. So every opportunity that you got to make a little bit of money, scratch a little bit of something together and kind of move yourself up the ladder, you took full advantage of it. Oh, and so it doesn't take very long, you know, when you show up to a situation and everybody else is kind of meh, you know, as they call it, or mid as the kids call it these days. And then you show up and you're like, well, I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll do that. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, look, we want to get this guy in charge of other people because sure. we want everybody else to permeate through that. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even take half an effort. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad now in, in our day and age that so many people want handouts yeah. and nobody wants to work for anything. And it's, it's really sad. Yeah. I hate to see it because I love working. Yeah. I love working hard. It's like the accomplishment you get when you defeated something that you, most people can or something you thought you couldn't. Yeah. And, uh, I just really enjoy that. But, uh, but yeah, so I started there and, uh, it just really wasn't working out. They, they, it's hard to find good workers, but it's also hard to find good leadership to work under. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they were treating me pretty poorly. Okay. They made me manager, but gave me all the responsibility in the all world the responsibility and, very low more money. and no money. <laughs> no, yeah. They just gave you a title. So hey, what, congratulations. Yeah. You're in charge of everybody, yeah. but you're still making the same amount of money. So I went up there and I was like, look, um, I'm closing, I'm opening, I'm running your team. Uh, and I was like, I deserve a manager's salary, like yeah. a manager's pay. And they're yeah. like, well, we can give you a dollar more. And I said, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Cause you know, if I'm not going to be valued there, then yeah. my hard work is, there's no point in it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, absolutely. so from there, uh, I got an opportunity cause, uh, Kevin was actually working. Kevin, my, I said Kyle earlier. Oh, that's sorry. All right. <laughs> Kevin, my business partner now was actually working with, uh, with, uh, another guy that is a good friend of mine who, uh, runs a construction company. And he was like, Hey man, you know, like I'm, we're working with this guy. He's, you know, he's been good to us. He's got good work. And, uh, so I was like, 
I, that's right up my alley. Like, because yeah. because when I moved here, I didn't know anybody, right. so like I didn't have the opportunity to just go into construction or go. You have into a bunch that of connections. That I you had no just, connections, yeah. and uh, so I started working for this guy, and uh, and like again, I moved up the ladder really fast. Yeah, uh, I was giving bids, you know, meeting with the clients, picking up the materials, running the crews, and uh, so I worked for him for about three and a half, four years of being in Texas, and. That's where I really got my trial and error stage. I got to learn by being under somebody else's leadership how to run a business. Yeah. Like how to do the bids, how to, you know, go and sell the job, right. how to to time management, uh, you know, money management. And uh and he's a good friend of mine. You know, we butted heads a lot. I'm not gonna lie. We're yeah, yeah. Well, that's we, not unusual. Yeah. I mean, that happens, yeah, for sure. And uh but but it worked out because But you learned a lot from him, huh? I got to learn a lot. Yeah. yeah. It it wasn't always the best, but you know, if, if you have a learner's a learning mentality, yeah, then no matter what situation you're in, whether yeah. good or bad, you're gonna be learning something. Well, sometimes you learn how to do stuff mm -hmm. and sometimes you learn how not to do exactly. stuff. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I got to learn a lot. Um uh, and I'm very thankful for it, you know, looking back, even though sometimes it was it was harder than other times. Sure. I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, I wouldn't have the company now yeah. if I didn't go through and learn then what would, you know, how to do it. Now, so, when you um, when you met your wife, had you already started your company or was that before? I actually met my wife in college. We, uh, you know, for everyone watching, I play acoustic guitar and I sing. Okay. And uh, I didn't think I don't think I knew that really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she actually sings. So oh, okay. We were singing uh at our school and we got paired together and uh you know, we were working on some music and do you know, still we sing playing. at church and stuff or do you have like a band? I or? did for a while. Yeah. I think uh once we had our daughter, she did not want to be in the nursery, so she made it really hard to go. <laughs> I gotcha. <you>. Hollering <laughs> and screaming. Right, and right. You like you drop her off and within five minutes you're picking her back up right, like they right. couldn't handle it. <laughs> We are attending church right now. Just I'm, I kind of step back from you know leading and singing and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, but we actually met at school, okay. and then we started dating, and and uh, just kind of kicked off from there. You know, both of our passions for singing, and then that led us to getting to know each other, and then right. moving forward. I didn't start my company till after we had gotten married and had our child. Okay, uh, I have a little girl, and uh, she's. Hard-headed, but very beautiful and very smart. <laughs> is that because she's like you, or is that because she's like your wife? She, both. Both. Okay. Yes. I think I probably married the girl version of myself. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that that definitely. Then you. But, she gave. A, she got an ultra dose of hard-headedness. Yeah, then she yes. did. Okay. But uh, so how was that? How did that get taken at home when you go to your wife and you say, "Okay, babe, I've been working, making money steady, but now I'm going to go off on my own. So now the money isn't guaranteed anymore. Now I got to go get the jobs. How did that? How'd that go over? Well, my wife's always in full support. I think I'm hardest on myself okay. because whenever you are single and you're working, there's not a ton of risk other than paying bills. Right. But when you have a family, you could be risking everything. Right. Because you're jumping into the unknown saying, I want to move forward. I want better for my family. I want to, a better future. I want to be able to pay for college, you yeah. know, pay for braces, yeah. you know, be able to, to have a, a decent life without... You know, because I didn't grow up rich. I grew up, you know, pretty on the downside of being poor and, yeah. and just not having anything and seeing our, my parents slave day and night just to try and, and to give us something, you know. Yeah. So but that's probably where I mean, I'm not probably I'm sure that's definitely where you got your work ethic from because yeah. you're like, hey, look, I don't have any other choice. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no other options for you. You have to bust your ass in order to make things happen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, yeah, I was, you know, at the point in that that previous job where I, I had. Out, outgrown it to a point where it's like, okay, there's, there's got to be another step. Yeah. Because I can't stay here, or I won't continue to grow. Right. You know. So I was, I was, you know, at that turning point where it was like, I need to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And at this point, my business partner Kevin, he had a business in uh, Massachusetts. They were running a drywall company. Okay, so he'd already had his own business. He had, then. He had started one about a year and a half or two years before I did. Okay. And. uh we were talking one day and he was like, man, I'm really thinking about moving back to Texas. And I was like, well, I'm thinking about starting a company. And he was like, dude, I would love to do that. Yeah. You know, cause we're like, it'd be hard once you've worked for yourself to, to go back working for somebody else yeah. and, and being underneath that. It's, it's very hard. It's yes. very challenging. Yes. And, uh, and, and some, some circumstances, you know, it, it you might have to, and that's yeah. not a big deal, but right. if you don't have to, right. 
he was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Freedom, like, freedom and autonomy are big, big yeah. things. And if you have the time to go, you know, do what you want when you want that, that yes. makes life much more tolerable in many cases. For sure. But I was like, you know, I, I was toying with it. We had just had our baby girl, mm-hmm. you know, we were freshly, you know, a year into marriage. And I was like, man, it's such a big risk because I know that I have work with this guy. But if I start, I don't know if I'm going to have any. Right. And it's like, you know, you have the bills and some of the debt that was already acquired. And and it was a huge leap of faith. Yeah. And I said, you know, um, you just have to do it. Right. And we did it. And it it, it worked out great. Before, before Kevin even moved to Texas, we were booked out four months. Wow. Before our company even started. That's awesome. So... It was really cool. Well, I'm not shocked by that just because, you know, just as a, as another note, you know, what the thing that uh, blew me away mostly when it came to you and you and, and Kevin and y'all's not only just your work ethic, but just the way you structured everything is, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to find, especially in the world of, um, you know, contract labor of any kind, plumbers, electricians, you know, any kind of trades for the most part. And when it comes to uh, construction work, you know, People are really good at trades. They're really good at being an electrician. They're really good at being a plumber. They're really good at this, but they're not really good at being business people. For sure. And and that's what separates you know a successful tradesman operating his own business from somebody else who may be there might be better electricians out there. There might be better plumbers out there. But if you can't communicate timelines, if you can't set expectations up front of what what costs would be involved in one of the things that I really appreciated about you guys when you came out and did all, all, any bids that you've ever done for us is you would say things along the lines of, okay, well, you know, here's what this is, here's what this is, and this will cost this and this will cost this. But if we get into this, you know, and there's another issue, then we might have additional costs. Are you guys okay with that? You know, and it's the expectation, generally speaking, is people know that, like they know that there could be additional stuff, but just saying it out loud and making it to where like, you know, we talked about this, like, Oh yeah, we sure did. There's it, it leaves the gap away for having any surprises, right? There's nothing that comes up where you're like, man, I didn't know. It's like, well, I mean, we didn't know how much we didn't know what, but you knew that there could be something. Right. And I had a previous experience with somebody where, um, we were doing a a job and there was additional work that kind of, as we were going through the job was either brought up and, or, you know, it was kind of one of those things where, Hey, notice you need this thing over here. Do you want us to do that? Yeah, sure. That'd be great. Right. And me take responsibility myself on that of not getting more details. Okay. Well, what's it going to cost? How long is it going to take all that kind of stuff? I didn't ask those questions. Right. But what I appreciate about you guys is when we would say something like that, because homeowners do that, right? Oh, what it'd be cool if we could do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And you would say, yeah, we can absolutely do that. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. It's going to cost extra though. Yeah. And here's what it's going to cost. And then we could say, oh yeah, we want to do that. Or uh, maybe not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just presenting that stuff up front and making sure that everybody involved understood that there's additional costs involved and you're being very clear and direct about it makes such a world of difference when it comes to doing the job that you do, especially sure. from the customer's point of view. Right. Yeah. And not only that, the other thing that I thought was amazing, which the Jen who referred, you know, obviously referred you to us, um, had told me, which I was blown away by is, you know, she's like, if they say they're going to be there at eight o'clock in the morning, they're there at eight o'clock in the morning. And if they say they're going to be done by three, they're done by three. And, and then I would get pictures every day. This is what we did today. This is what we did today. This is what we did today. So it's almost like a, every day you're kind of saying, here's what we did. Here's how we did it. And we're done. And as a homeowner and as somebody paying for that service, just having that peace of mind of knowing that the work is progressing. And even if you would have a day where like, man, we were trying to get to this, but we just didn't have time because this other thing came up. That level of communication is so lacking in, in your industry as a whole that it makes guys like you that come along with, you know, you and Kevin, just such a breath of fresh air because I have complete faith and trust and I don't have to worry about it anymore because if I need something done, I just call you and you say, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you, you got this. I'm not even worried about you at all. So, um, that's what has really separated you in my mind away from anybody else that I've ever dealt with in the past. And it's the easiest part about our job. Yeah. But for some reason in our industry, it's the thing that you find the least. It is. Sending a text saying, Hey, we're here. Hey, we're leaving. Hey, this is, this is what's going on. It's so easy. Uh It takes half a second to do that. Right. But that's, I, I do believe that's what sets us apart. It does. Because, uh, you know, even even meeting you guys, it was because of a failed contractor that, yeah. that she had had. Mm-hmm. 
And through that and knowing you guys and then getting, you know, references from y'all booked us out a year. Yeah. Just from the people that y'all knew. Like yeah. we had jobs after jobs after jobs just yeah. from people that y'all knew. Yep. And if we would have been bad in our communication mm -hmm. or bad at what we did mm -hmm. after, you know, that that guy that messed up, he missed y'all and all the connections that y'all had. Yeah. But because we, you know, try to strive and, and you know, our company name, having integrity in everything yeah. that we do. Yeah. We got the benefits of that. Yeah. You know, because like it it sucks for them and I hate that for them. Yeah. But I am thankful that, you know, we got the opportunity because it, it's so easy. Like I, we have, I, I can't even think of a job where we've went into it and we've had to go to the homeowner and say, look, we're going to have to add thousands of dollars because we found this. Right. Cause if you've done this long enough, yeah, probably about 90% of the time going into something, you're going to know what you could find. Right. Like if there was water or if there was something like that, Hey, I could find mold yeah. or I could find rotted subfloor. Yeah. I might have to change that out. And like you were saying, I want you to be aware of that. Yeah. So it's really just about going in, laying out the expectations, talking with the homeowner about her, you know, their expectations, uh, and then just being, we're over-communicative. We lay it out there four or five times a day. Like, yeah. And then every day that before I leave a house, I bring in the homeowners. I say, look, this is where we are. Yep. This is what's next. And I never leave surprises. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoy that part. I like the satisfaction of knowing that the homeowner feels safe. That I have had multiple homeowners give me the keys to their house, mm -hmm. tell me I could spend the night. Yes. You know, like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they're, they trust us so much that they would leave their wallet sitting on the counter yes. with money falling out of it. I'd never touch it. Right. You know? Yes. No, I mean, that, that was the thing because it, what happens is people have, um, they have fear of situations that they don't understand. Right. And so when you go into in a situation, because you know, we're not, I don't know what's how to fix a subfloor, how to reinstall, you know, drywall, what, what possible plumbing issues. I have no idea. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a lack of knowledge on my part, which leads to uncertainty and fear. And that's normal. I mean, I deal with that in my business every day. Yeah. People do mortgages maybe three or four times in their life. So they just don't have a certain level of understanding and trust of what the process looks like and so when the more i communicate how it works and the more i'm very detailed about every little step of the process the easier and more at ease that these people feel and it's the same exact thing it's just it's just in a different industry so that alone has set you guys so far apart from everybody else which is why you continue to stay busy because people feel secure so when everybody anybody ever says because again this has happened multiple times We've used multiple contracts over, contractors over the years, have lots of different people. And if someone were to say to me before you guys came along, if someone were to say, hey, do you have somebody that you would recommend as a contractor? I'd be like, I mean, I mean, I've used some, but you know, this one was pretty expensive. This one didn't quite get the stuff we wanted done. So I don't know. But you guys show up and I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Call these guys like they're the best. No, no doubt. And and just having people on your side that are advocates for you because of the the level of integrity that you guys do carry, um, it's going to make you incredibly successful over over <laughs> the rest of your career. And you know, we had talked about you ex trying to expand and do different things. And you know, you said, "Look, I'm great with this. Like, I'm happy just working with my partner, doing what we do." And the demand itself will help you increase your revenue over the years because you can charge more for your services you'll have more jobs available to you and you know you guys are going to be set up for for a lot of success for years to come so um all right so let's get to the actual work itself so do you remember what your first job was like as a company mm -hmm. oh yes i do okay we uh we had there was a townhouse and uh it had got water damage through the floor it flooded backed up due some some city plumbing issues okay and uh it was just it was this pop and lock MDF type flooring and we came in and tore it all up and then we relay tile throughout the whole thing. So that was our first job. And Kevin was actually coming in the day of our first job. So he couldn't work the first day. So okay. I by had to yourself. work all by myself. <laughs> and, uh, but we did that and, uh, you know, it took us a little minute to, to get a groove going and get used to each other and yeah. start that. But we started, we both have different, uh, specialties. Uh huh. And it matches up perfect because okay. what he's really good at, you know, we're able to separate and tackle different stuff. We don't right. have to wait for someone to finish. And then so we just we got it worked out and down to like, 
you know, to a science on right. what we do, especially right. when it comes to bathrooms. Because uh, I'm I'm good at different stuff and he's good at other stuff. So, what, so what's the out. what's the balance? What do you do? What does he what does he do? I would say I'm good at like you know the tile, the you know installing the plumbing for the showers, you know the framing and stuff like that. He's really good at finished drywall because he had the the drywall company. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So he could be finishing drywall while I'm laying tile, and then we'll meet meet at the end and be done at the same time. Wow. And then whenever he finishes up first, you know, he's been learning and he's learning fast. He's getting really good. He'll jump on one side of the wall and start tiling that up while I'm doing the other. And uh, so it just it just works out. Our we just got it down to it, you know. It's a nice little harmony between the two. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you think of how many years you've been doing it? How, what's the company now? How many years have you had it? Our company is two years. Two years old. Yeah, two years old. So um, what would you say thus far is the most uh, frequent type of jobs that you've been doing? Bathrooms. Bathrooms. Yes, we okay. get a lot of bathrooms uh, and we love them because yeah. we're so good at them. We knock a full master bath out in two weeks, almost no matter the size. Really? Uh, almost every single time. Okay. Because uh, because we have it down to a science. You've done it and, so many times. And we also plan, so like we're, we think ahead on everything. We don't go into a job and just start. Right. We say, this is how much we're going to get done today. This is how much we're going to get done plan tomorrow. And we plan out the entire two weeks. Yeah. And some days we work slower because we're ahead of schedule. Some right. days we work faster because we're behind schedule, but right. we almost always stay on schedule. Yes. And, uh, but I would say bathrooms because bathrooms bring a lot of value to the home. Yeah. And that's where you spend a lot of your time. I don't yes. know about anybody else. I spend a lot of the time in the bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, whether you're waking up to take a shower, coming home to take a shower, using the bathroom, brushing your teeth, you got kiddos, you're in the bathroom all the time. Yep. And you want it to be a comfortable place, something yeah. that you enjoy looking at, not something you're, trying to hurry up and get out of because it's gross yeah you know so if someone's looking to remodel their bathroom let's say it's a master bathroom right what um what are some some things that you run into more often than not that cause either issues or you know constant things that people don't think about whenever they're doing their bathroom you know that you have to say hey well i know you want to do this but this is really something you got to consider whether it be location of you know particular types of plumbing or where the toilet is versus the you know it or how you set up closets just what what do you generally run into when you're doing that with bathrooms that's why i like them so much there's not a ton to run into okay it really just comes down to budget and you know the type of remodel you're trying to do gotcha. we've had bathrooms where the entire structure of the bathroom has been redone toilet right. all the way across the room so you gutted it out to the studs that basically. takes going through your concrete sub you know and yeah. just tearing all the jackhammering and bringing it all the way around that gets expensive right you know so it really comes down to just having someone that you know knows how to design you know, like if you've got something in your head, but you don't necessarily know how to design it, right. sometimes the design will help save you a lot of money. Gotcha. Instead of saying, I would love the toilet over here. I'm like, okay, but that's going to be very expensive. Right. Uh, but I would say we don't run into a lot of issues, really. I mean, you have a lot of old showers that weren't installed right where you tear it out and you do find mold because mm -hmm. it, it seeps behind the shower, yeah. you know, underneath the pan line or underneath because they didn't do it right. Right. Uh, but I enjoy bathrooms because you really don't find a lot. Do you see that or do you find, I guess, that um, when people are asking you to do remodels on those, do, is it, do they start from a basic structure and then redo the whole thing? Or more often than that, are they just kind of upgrading around what they already have? Like I said, you have different clientele, different levels of, uh, you know, finances that a lot of people sure. are working with. And uh, I would say, you know, a lot of times it's just kind of, Redoing what you got. Like, gotcha. you know, we rip out a lot of jacuzzi tubs. Those are not in anymore. Right. Nobody likes those. Nobody wants those. Nobody wants to keep them or clean them. So uh -huh. we rip out a lot of those. And uh -huh. what a lot of people have been doing is they'll put a freestanding tub where that was. Like a claw foot or whatever they yeah, call it. Yeah. You know, yeah. just different types. They have, uh, I think the claw foot ones are probably more of a higher class, more expensive. Gotcha. Uh, but then, you know, they have other freestanding tubs. And whether, you know, if someone wanted for the listeners, it's easier to do a wall mount faucet for a freestanding tub than it is to do one that's standing in out of the subfloor coming up. Gotcha. Because it's harder to run the plumbing. And then once it's in there, it's either if it's on subfloor, I mean, if it's on concrete, it's concreted in, it's in there. Right. It's hard to get to. Uh, but I would say a lot of times people just kind of redo, they'll make their shower bigger. Mm -hmm. Like if, if it's, not against two walls. A lot of people want to make it a little bit bigger, and that's easy. You yeah. know, just tear down that wall, move it out a little bit. 
But yeah, people are getting rid of the jacuzzis and then making their shower a little bit bigger. When you're looking at when they do the tile these days, are you finding more and more people are getting to the bigger tiles or the smaller tiles or what's the, I mean, are you doing a little bit of the design yourself or for the most part, does the homeowner have a pretty good idea of what they want? Some of them have an idea. I would say I, I kind of have a knack for the design part of it. You know, I'll kind of get a feel of what they're into. Maybe what the rest of their house kind of looks yeah, like. And you yeah, know, and, I, yeah. and I'm pretty good at just kind of, trying to help tie things in, you know, I yeah. give them, they'll be like, well, I want this. And I'm like, okay, but that might not work here, you know? And yeah. I, and, and a lot of times they're, they're very eager to listen because people get on Pinterest and they go on that and they're like, oh, this would look great. And then I'm like, Do you love Pinterest. Is that your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, where, where we kind of stand out is the function. I'm really good at pointing out function. Right. So I'm like, you might want that, but it wouldn't, the function of it wouldn't be great because yeah. of, you know, X, X, Y, you know, <laughs> And, uh, but a lot of people, it, it's, I think it's kind of changing. I think we're going through a change right now with, uh, colors okay. and, uh, design mm -hmm. because when we, you know, even, you know, five years ago, it was all the subway tiles all that, and, and that's still there, but I kind of see it shifting to like more of like some neutral colors and, and kind of, you know, getting out of that a little bit. Right. And they're, you know, you, they're tying in a lot more like, uh, greens and you know blues and just kind of really i don't know I, it's just a different look it's getting kind of more out of the restaurant look and more of like you know it, it i guess probably more like classic i guess just not so yeah, yeah. it's like things classic, go through trends classic meets new right. school you know so right. you would have like the classic look but also maybe some subway tiles you know it's like it, in the middle right now well i didn't realize one of the things that you know because my wife obviously did a lot of our or did most of the design on everything that we've ever done. Cause that's what she likes to do. But you know, one of the interesting parts of that I learned doing everything was that the size of the tile actually affects the labor involved because the smaller tiles you get, the more labor it takes and the bigger tiles you get, the less labor it takes. Yeah. So we've actually had jobs where we've gone in thinking it was going to be a certain size. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, we changed our mind. We want to do these little bitty baby tiles. I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like none of it lays the same. Yeah. Like if it's little tiny tiles or mosaics or yes. something like that, I'm like the the amount of skill that, you know, and focus that I had to put into the project to make yeah. that flawless. Yeah. It's a lot more than just slapping a 12 by 24 tile on the wall and right. running it up. Because yeah. I could tile a tub surround in half a day. Yes. 12 by 24s. Your wife's checking in with us here. Oh. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> but um, but yeah. yeah, so like it's, you know, for anyone listening, if they're going into it, and you're you're trying to do small little subway tiles or different stuff like that. The cost is going to be a little bit more because it's it's way more labor intensive. It takes like I can tile you know a standard shower size back wall in half a day, mm -hmm. but it takes me a full day with subway tiles because right. if your wall is not perfectly level, it's hard to build out mortar to make your you know because a lot of these homes in Texas they're not level. It, Texas is like the worst for structure and yep. foundation. Yep. But uh, but I would say it's it, you know for everyone listening that it's it's more labor intensive to do smaller tiles. Right. It might look good, and sometimes it's worth a little bit of extra money. Yeah. But if if you have a super unlevel house, or you know you're dealing with someone that isn't, you know they do good tile work, but maybe not the best. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes it's it's better to stay away from like smaller well tiles. that's where you run into the issue i think is because i think we kind of experienced this one time was you know the the little tiles now for the most uh, for the most part they come on the what is it like the little sheets yeah, and they're all 12 by 12 sheets yeah and they're all there but but lining up those mm -hmm. sheets to each other to make it look the way yeah. it should um is is labor intensive and if you ever have somebody if you're like hey i want to do it this way and they're like oh yeah cool no problem there's almost like you almost need to have like a little bit of a red flag. Like, wait a minute, isn't that going to be pretty tough? You know, you, you hope that <laughs> they know what they're doing. Cause when you get in there and you can see it and especially, you know, part of this is, and I, this is something I joke with my wife about all the time. When we, anytime we've ever had work done, she's like, well, this isn't the way I want it. This isn't the way I want it. And I'm like, well, nobody's, nobody's going to notice, you know, first off, For sure. we notice mm -hmm. because it's our house or it's yeah. work that we request or whatever, but the little things of whether it's, of ERBO we're having guest day or whether it's someone coming to your house for the most part, other than just the scope of it, they're not going to really notice the little details, but as a homeowner living in the house every day and seeing it every day, it'll drive you insane. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, so that's something I'd like to point out, like for people listening that are doing remodels or, 
you know, people that are wanting to flip houses or something, be involved. Because if you don't trust your contractor 1000%, there's going to be things that, that get passed by you that, yeah. and like you're saying, you're going to be the end of the projects here. They're ready for the money. You're like, man, I really hate that, yeah. but I guess I'll just have to live with it. Yeah. And a lot of times if you were involved throughout that project, you wouldn't have to live with it. Right. And, and that's what, what we do because we over communicate all throughout the project. We have, the, like I was saying, every, every evening before I leave, I get the, if they're home, the homeowner comes in, I'm like, are you happy with the way things are going? Yeah. This is how this is going to work. This is how this has to be laid out. And, uh, when it comes to the end of the project, they can't look at me and say, well, I'm unhappy because mm -hmm. I was like, because I showed you the entire process yeah. and you were never left out. Right. And uh, so that's something you got to watch for, you know, with contractors and, and even as homeowners, be involved in the project. It's not weird. Yeah. I've had people pull up a chair and watch me work <laughs> yeah. and it was weird. But who it's, cares? It's fine. Yeah. It's you, your house. You're not worried about. You, I don't have doing. to live here. Yeah. You do. So yeah. I want you to be happy with yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, well, when we did the show, you actually, uh, we, you and I had to do the, the bar together. So uh, oh, yeah. I was working with you on that one, uh, or, you know, just being your unlovely assistant, I guess you could say. So, <laughs> um, do you find, uh, when you're doing different projects, how often, or what types of projects do you have to get the city involved in with like permitting and that kind of piece? Cause that uh, at odds, or excuse me, that adds a whole other layer of cost and time to the process. So how often do you come across that? For sure. We come across it uh, a good bit. And uh, in Texas, it's a lot different because you can get away with a lot. And you can also see that people get away with it a lot. Right. Uh, it, Kevin talks about a lot in Massachusetts, like you get away with nothing. They're so involved with your home projects uh -huh. that it's you cannot get away with anything. Right. But they have better homes. Right. They have they, they're running into way less issues. Right. Uh, stuff that, you know. A lot of times, if it's permitted, you know, uh, well, well, for one, make sure your contractors, you know, have insurance. That's that's yes. definitely make if they don't have insurance, then pick somebody else right. because you never know what could happen. Yeah. Uh, and and you want to be safe. You yeah. want to be safe. Have contracts in place. You know, be extra thorough. There's nothing wrong with being thorough. There's too many horror stories out there. Yeah. Uh, get it in writing, make sure you yeah, have agreements. Yeah. You know, so, so some of these bigger projects where you may have to get the city involved or sometimes in situations where you don't mm -hmm. make sure things are written out right. for your safety. If you don't go through the city, I mean, right. you are required to, but I do know that this is Texas and anyone can start a, a remodeling company yes. and get away with anything. Yep. Yep. But, uh, you know, a lot of times if you're, reconstructing the home on like a foundational issue, load okay. bearing stuff, you know, you're, you're supposed to pull permits for that. You're right. supposed to pull permits for plumbing, mm -hmm. uh, electrical, mm -hmm. you know, and there's been situations where, you know, if I'm just changing out like a light fixture and stuff like yeah. that, like that's understandable. Sure. Uh, but if you're going to do like a big, uh, a big remodel where you're redoing a ton of electrical. Yeah have a licensed electrician in there yeah. for your safety. Yeah. Uh, same thing with plumbing. If you're jacking up concrete and moving, when we do big projects, like when it comes to plumbing, like if I'm moving sinks, changing out toilets, big deal. Yeah. Like, you know, not a big deal, but like that project where the toilet need to be moved across the bathroom, we hire a licensed plumber. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, I don't want uh, that to ever fall back on me. Right. Like, nope, licensed plumber did it, not yes. me. You know, so you'll so, subcontract out that kind yes. of stuff when it's big work, like things yeah. that you guys don't typically do. Mm -hmm. You'll get a licensed electrician. You'll get a licensed sure. plumber because those are specific trades when yes. it's a big job. It's one thing to run a pipe, you know, yeah, yeah, add a sure. fixing to something else, but it's a whole other thing to jackhammer up the floor and relocate the, the sure. sewage line and everything else. Because those are things that I didn't get the opportunity growing up fast to get. Yeah. I would have loved to got, you know, spend X amount of years working underneath a licensed plumber and a yeah. licensed electrician, yeah. but I didn't get that opportunity growing yeah. up fast. But what I did get is the knowledge on how to remodel, how to sure. do tile, how to lay floors, how to frame up, you know, extra bedrooms and stuff like that. That stuff is, you know, you don't need a license to do that stuff. Right. You just need good, you know, have you been lucky finding, uh, guys that you, for like electricians and like the specific trades? I mean, or do you run into the same it's problem tough. everybody else does? It's the same thing. Like yeah. you, you try and find good people, but money corrupts people. Yes. And I think that's also what sets us apart is like, I'm, I'm not a lover of money. I enjoy having money to, to have the freedoms and pay the bills, but I don't, I don't sit around and, 
and worship money. Like right. it, if it comes, it comes, you know, but well, you need it. I mean, you have to yeah, have it. Like it's, it's sure. a necessary thing. You got to pay bills. You got to live, but, yeah. but it doesn't need to be all consuming for sure. And yeah. you, you'll find a lot of contractors, a lot of people that they'll give you outrageous prices like that person. There's no sense in charging someone 40, 50 grand more than what it actually yeah. cost you. Yeah. Just because you're being greedy. Yeah. You know, like uh, it's really tough. A lot of people are greedy and their workmanship doesn't even match up to their greediness. Yeah. You know, so, you know, for us, we just kind of, we try to keep our prices as fair as possible. Yeah. I want to make a fair paycheck. Mm -hmm. I want to make the homeowner happy that they didn't fork out, you know, thousands of extra dollars on top of everything. And I just, I hate cheating people yeah. because I'm a person. Yeah. I wouldn't want someone cheating me. So yeah. I'm not going to cheat somebody. Yeah. You know, so. Well, it's. It what happens and this happens in all walks of life too is is you guys um are able to keep things reasonable and and within a certain range because you 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 physically do the work yourself that's true you know you and kevin yeah. are out there it's just the two of you and you guys are doing the work mm -hmm. and when companies start to expand and grow a little bit then they start adding layers of people yes. they have a manager they have a general contractor they have the laborers they have everybody involved so the cost starts going up and then once they start getting into sourcing the materials, you know, cause that's always been something too, that as a, as somebody that doesn't know much about it on a, I look at it and go, okay, well, if I went to wherever home Depot or Lowe's and I bought the materials, some of the materials that I needed for a job, I'm going to pay retail for it. Right. Which mm -hmm. may be a little bit higher and maybe you can get a little bit better pricing because a, a particular group has they order in bulk on different things whether it be lumber or you know screws or whatever whatever it is drywall you know you can maybe get a little bit better pricing on stuff but then also some of them i think are going to add their margin to it as well so if it sure. if the company it costs them 100 bucks to say buy a piece of lumber or whatever well and it would cost me 150 maybe to get it myself well they're going to charge me 125 right so there's an extra little a little little cushion mm -hmm. built in there on some of that and one of the things that you guys do and i don't know if this is typical or not you can tell me um, but I feel like more often than not, y'all are like, Hey, you get the materials and you know, not everything, but you know, the, the, the bulk of what you need will install it. And that's going to save you a ton of money. We're definitely different than a lot of people. You know, a lot of people can get a little bit more ahead in life, charging a little extra for material, which is every situation is going to be different. I can't speak for people that have a ton of employees. Sure. People that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of layers and, to it. Yeah. But for us, a two man team running a smaller remodeling company we find it easier and less stressful to let the homeowners pick out what they want because we're very different. I care about the homeowner. I am such a terrible salesman. I cannot <laughs> sell someone something and make them pay way more for it. I'm yeah. a terrible salesman. Yeah. I'm like, why would you do that? It only costs this much. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it, it probably sucks for me. That's why I'm not a great salesman. Yeah. But yeah. uh, we keep getting work because of, you know, just, our integrity and things, but well, definitely you did not that for because, us. You, uh, yeah. on the house, we did it for Cedar Creek. We had, we had remodeled a garage, a uh, freestanding garage into a, like a suite essentially. And we had to put a bathroom in there and there was no pre-existing plumbing. There was nothing there. So it was one of two. Well, it was like, we're going to have to cut into the concrete in order to install, to run from the house to do whatever. And you're like, well, I mean, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. And you ended up, um, what we did was we raised the the floor of the bathroom essentially. So there's a little bit of a step up from the, you know, the suite area into the bathroom. And then we didn't have to jackhammer up anything. Yeah, and sure. you ran the concrete under, or excuse me, the, the plumbing under the flooring and it worked great. And it was like a third of the cost that it was going to be otherwise. For sure. And, and you know, maybe that's why we don't grow as fast as some other companies <laughs> because I'm such a terrible salesman. Yeah. But I just, I, I always think, and this is the way my mind works. I think about the other person. I think about the homeowner. I think about their experience. I think about the amount of money and budget that they have. Like if I had someone come to my house and, you know, didn't give me options, you know, cause not, not everybody has a million dollars sitting around, yeah. you know, but you know, people, you know, middle-class people, lower-class people, they want to have nice things. They sure. want to be able to remodel their home. Yeah. And it's, it'd be unfair for me to charge every person or to think of every person as someone who has a ton of money sitting aside to remodel their home. Mm -hmm. And the way I think about it, it's like, okay, I, I look at the situation at hand, you know, I look at, you know, where we're at. I'm like, okay, well, like, if you want to save money, you know, we'll do it right. But these are some of the options that you could do. Sure. You know, there's not always a, a, 
a one option and that's it. Yeah. And, uh, but that's probably why we're, you know, stay a little bit smaller. I just, I have a hard time cheating people. I just can't do it. Well, what you're doing is you are, you're giving them choices to have lower cost options if they need it, because in what that does, I think more than anything is it, um, it endears you to folks, right? Because if you're going to come in, cause again, most, most people that do this type of stuff, they're trying to sell you more, not sell you less. For sure. Right. And I could even see from your point of view, you're like, okay, I could sell you an extra thousand dollars, $2,000, whatever it is worth of work. Right. But that's also going to tie up an extra two or three days for me. Right. Or I can tell you, Hey, look, I know this is what you want to do, but here's the cost, which might be a little bit outside what you your budget on what you want to do. If we did this, it would kind of accomplish the same stuff, but it would be it would cost a little less, and it also doesn't take you as long to do it either. So then you can move on to the next job. Yeah, for right? sure. We love keeping the jobs rolling. You know, instead yeah. of getting tied up just for a little bit more money, why not finish this project and then go into another big project? And- well, and that's a short sighted thing. I think a lot of business owners is in your world and even in my world to some extent do is that we get short-sighted on making money off one particular project, right? One Mm -hmm. particular loan, one particular remodel. Like you're trying to make every nickel you can make off that deal. Right. Instead of looking at it going, I am going to make what I need to make on this, but I'm going to do it so well and I'm going to do such a good job and I'm going to give these people, you know, such great service and a good value that they're going to refer me to 20 other people. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to continue to build my business. So I don't have to strain for every nickel out of yeah. this one. And, and you know, I, I, you've done it. I've not necessarily with us per se, because I don't, I was like, no, 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 no. But you have come in before and said, Hey, look, we got this part wrong. You know, it's costing us to do it, but we didn't catch that. So, you know, we're going to eat it on this. And, um, and I, I think that's awesome because most people are like, oh, no, this is what it is. But if you if you genuinely felt like you missed it and it was a part of the project that you did not put in there, then within reason, obviously, yeah. um, you know, you've taken the hit on those before. But that's all in the name of I want to make sure that when I finish this job that this customer thinks I'm the best thing that walked through this door because they're going to tell 15 other people. About For sure. Me. Our name is everything with our business. Yeah. And if we taint our name or ruin it in any way, that stops us from, you know, growing that yeah. stops us from our name getting out there because right. i don't want anyone to say well they did something wrong and then yet they charged us for it and you know i'm not i'm not going to refer them like right. if, if i ever genuinely make a mistake and we're human we do sure yeah yeah i'm going to own up to it yeah. that's my mistake i'll pay for it out of my pocket yeah we'll fix it we'll get this homeowner happy and, and in their you know whatever yeah. they remodel and get them loving it and yeah. we'll move on and we'll keep our name where it is I, we've yet to have a bad review yet to have a bad job yeah. Uh, not a single one. Yeah. And um, and that's we love that. We pride on our pride ourselves from being like a five star company. Yeah. Uh, we might not have a ton of uh reviews, but it's so hard getting homeowners to write reviews. If anyone's listening, write reviews for your contractors, please. <laughs> because I have asked. I think we've got you know x amount of reviews on our on our website and stuff like that. But we've done hundreds of jobs. Yes. And they're like, hey, I'll write you a review. I'm like. Sitting at home waiting for the review. <laughs> we'll, we'll chat about that afterwards. I'll help you with that. Um, but uh, what do you think? So if someone's looking at a new house, like they're going to purchase, right? And they everybody gets inspections. They have come through and you know get everything checked out. What do you think as a new homeowner going into a house are some things that you really need to look out for to make sure that you don't have stuff bite you later on down the road? For sure. I think... It- where we are now in society with all these flippers, all this COVID came through and now everybody became a flipper. Right. <laughs> and which is very frustrating for people that are actually like in the business because yeah. you've got people that are just painting over stuff. Right. I walked in, I gave an estimate the other day and this flipper painted over the light switches. <laughs> and I'm like, those are like 35 cents. You couldn't spend 35 cents. You had to paint over. So don't get caught up and, just the cosmetics, right. you know, you go in, it's like, Oh, this looks so good. I, you know, I love this, you know, cause it's easy to get wrapped into, you want to move, you want a new place. You want to start, you know, something different for your family, but, but you got to be careful, get the inspections a hundred percent. If you have to pay a little bit more to have, like if, if you found a house, you're like, I love this house, spend the extra money to make sure things are right. Yeah. Get someone in there to look at it before you buy the house. Even new homes, even yeah, brand even new homes. Even new homes. Yeah. 
you know, get it inspected thoroughly. Look at the electrical. You don't want to have to move into a home or an older home and all of a sudden you need a whole new panel box yeah. because it's so outdated and old that it's a fire hazard. Yeah. You know, uh, the plumbing, you know, if you have to pay, you know, if you, you're in love with this house and you want to make sure everything's sound and you got to pay a plumber $500, it's worth $500 before you buy the house than 20000 after. Yeah. Make sure things are draining. Look yeah. at the roof. Get a roof inspector out there. Is that roof okay? Make sure there's no leaks, you know, because those are your big money. And most people that are listening know that those are your big money spenders. Sure. It's going to be the roof. It's going to be the plumbing. It's going to be the electrical. Cosmetics is normally a lot cheaper than, than those major things. Right. So those are some of the things that make sure you look out for before you, I've so many horror stories where people were caught up in the flip or the cosmetics of things, right. bought the house, and now they've got all these underlying issues that they right. didn't see before. Right. Foundation, that's another huge one. If you're walking into a house and you see cracks above the doors, make sure you get the foundations checked out because, you know, Texas, obviously in Texas, almost every house has foundation issues, but make sure that you know, that it's been taken care of because right. foundation is another 10, 20, 20 grand to get it, you know, and that's money that a lot of people don't have, especially after the market's so high right now, going into a house, spending a little bit more than you were expecting to turn around and spend even more. Yeah. So, well, these days um, there's, you know, one of the great things about the market and what it's, what has happened over the last several years is that appreciation from what someone paid for their house to what it's worth now has just gone up dramatically. And another side problem or whatever you want to call it that's that's occurred from that as well is that with rates going up like they have with mortgage interest rates going up people that bought their home with a two or three percent interest rate they really have zero desire to move if they don't have to For right sure. because then you're going to sell your house you may make some good equity on it or you have some, make a good profit on it but <clears throat> you're going to buy another house at a higher price and you're going to have a high interest rate for at least a period of time until they go back down mm -hmm. so but what that leaves is that leaves people's desire because instead of moving, now they're saying, well, we, we're going to stay here. We're not going anywhere. And we have all this equity available. We want to do some work on our house to, uh, to upgrade it, to improve yeah. it. Um, from your experience, what what do you think are the things? I, th I know I obviously bathrooms, but what else do you think really adds value to a house that's going to not just be for the person that's living there, but that everybody looks at going forward, you know, just based on your customer experience? I would say that a cheap option that changes your look of your house dramatically is paint and flooring. Okay. If you, the, the they make tons of uh, affordable flooring now, uh, you know, luxury vinyl planks, whether you want to do tile in the bathrooms, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, for people that are staying in their house and, you know, cause we've had a couple of people that were looking to buy a house. And then like you said, they run into all these crazy rates and stuff. And they're like, well, let me just stay in my home. Yep. Even if they take out a little bit of equity to pour back into it, there's nothing wrong with that because you know, their home prices keep going yeah, up. They're, they're, not going, they're down. going up. So yeah. they're like, well, let me just take out, you know, Put a little bit of money back into my home and get it the way I like it. Update it, make it feel new to me again. Mm -hmm. Flooring is huge. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you can get in and get your whole house floored in three, four days. You know, get in, paint things, you know, stuff like that. Uh, paint the kitchen cabinets. That'll make them look brand you new. You see people painting their exterior a lot? I do. Yeah. 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 You know, a lot of brick homes we painted over. Uh, you know, people are changing up. And it, it's it's very cost efficient. It's, it's If you want a whole new look and make it look like a brand new house. And not spend it's It's easy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and not spend a ton of money. Just, yeah. you know, paint that exterior of your house, paint the trim, and it will really look like a new home to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been, um, I, I think there's going to be a pickup, you know, now in the next, over the next 12, 24 months, you guys should probably get pretty busy because I do think there's more and more people that are, because they're not moving, they're mm -hmm. going to stay where they're at, but they're going to, they're going to want to do all these different types of upgrades. And, and I think we're probably in a little bit better position now. I don't know. You could tell me as far as like supplies of materials now, yes. are you running into situations where it's getting a little bit easier to get things in? You're not having to wait as long as that? It is. It's getting, it's getting easier. Uh, are you seeing the costs of materials going down too? I have. Yeah. So we were pretty much sky high, especially kind of during the period where we were doing y'all's lake house yeah. and everything, everything yep. was sky high. And that's, we were really trying not to cheat people then. And, uh, but you can only do what you can do in those yeah, situations. And it was, yeah. it was expensive. Wood has been going down. It's definitely not like it was, Yeah, uh, but it's still, it's still pretty pricey. Uh, what I have seen is bathrooms have stayed consistent through really? it all. Okay. Tile has been around that $2 to $2 and 50 cents, you know, two seventy. 
five a square foot, mm-hmm. uh, hardy board stayed around ten, eleven dollars. You know, it's bathrooms have pre-made vanities and stuff like that. The labor of custom cabinetry, right. a lot of that stuff is going up because right. wood was going up so much higher. But for some reason, like you know, tile and flooring and stuff like that, that kind of stayed the same. But I have noticed that availability uh, has we're back to where you know it's easier to get things, yeah. easier to get. Some stuff's a little harder than others. Uh, for a while, we couldn't even find LVL beams, so we had to put an iron beam in this house to open up the concept. And then now we did another job, and it was like, we got LVLs. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but uh, it, it, so it is easier. So people that are looking to start doing stuff to their home, you know, prices are coming down. Right. So labor prices and bids should reflect that more than they were two years ago. Right. Uh, so at least the at least the cost of materials the sure. the the problem with the labor is like you said and it's the same issue with everything is it's it's hard to find good people for sure and um and there might be you know uh when you when you go out there and you look for somebody who is and i, I say that but you guys are quite a bit cheaper than most i was gonna say when you find somebody that's significantly cheaper you got to be careful and watch yeah. out for it but i also would say that you guys are pretty you know, but I also think y'all are unicorns. So I don't think you're, I don't think you're the norm for any, by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. So I would say we're middle of the pack, you know, cause we, we think of the homeowner. So we don't want the stress as a smaller company trying to make money on top of materials. I don't want to go home and spend all night shopping when I yeah. can spend that with my wife and my daughter. Like, right. I don't want that. Right. You know, I, I'm definitely more of a family man than I am a businessman. Uh-huh. My family comes first. Yeah. My business is second. As it should. Uh, so for me, I'm not trying to work night and day to get ahead. Uh, I really do feel like, you know, the Lord blesses me and blesses our company and constantly brings in work where I'm not having to strive as much. Yeah. Uh, but I am thankful, uh, you know, that that we don't have to get ahead by cheating. We yeah. get ahead because Just we do hard. good work. Yes. So, but a lot of companies, you know, like you were saying earlier, they charge a little bit more than we would because they don't do the work. Right. They're subbing everything out. Me and Kevin love work. I have nothing against work. And yeah. I would, I can't prefer sit at, it. Right? I, I can't sit at home. I yeah. will go crazy. Yes. So why not just go to work? I'm going to be working right. anyways That's on right. something. Yeah. So. Well, and the great thing about what you guys do too, is at the end of the day, you know, uh, you've accomplished something mm-hmm. and, and you have something to show for it. And there's a, there's, you know, they did a, actually, there was a study that they did recently, recently about finding, looking for people that were the happiest in their profession, like it, take money and everything out of it. Just, just content with Mm -hmm. what they did. And, um, on both ends of the spectrum, there were the least happiest people in their jobs were people like me that worked (laughs) in money and finance and the most happy people in their jobs were, uh, farmers because they were out there working, Mm -hmm. doing the labor, doing the work, having a, you know, you, you, there's a certain amount of, you know, I've got to manufacture it myself physically every day by riding a bike and walking and getting out there and getting exercise going. Cause I got to get my blood going. I got to get my blood pumping. And if I don't, if I have a day like yesterday, I was lazy. I didn't, I, I woke up, took my daughter to school. I usually go do walk and run in the morning. I didn't, I walked later in the day, but I didn't ride my bike. And the whole day I was just like in a shit mood. Like I was just not in a good mood. And then I got back in my routine today and I feel so much better because mm-hmm. once you get your body moving and you're physically doing things, whatever it may be, there's just a sense of accomplishment and, and, and the anxiety and all the other stuff kind of goes away when you have that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, we love keeping busy because, you know, they say the same thing about working out, you know, all the endorphins that get sent through your body because you're moving, you're, you're feeling like you're accomplishing something, you know, and just staying busy. So we enjoy that. Our prices show that because we're actually doing the work. So we're able to charge a little less and, And, uh, but, uh, I guess before we start wrapping up, I, that's one thing since we're talking about like being involved for anyone out there that, that is getting remodeling done to their house and they have a contractor that's subbing out a lot of work, you know, make sure that contractor stays involved. Right. Because, uh, we have done multiple jobs where we've come to fix things or come because they don't want the contractor anymore because they're never there. Right. You know, so just be careful and, and stay on top of things. Make sure that contractor is, you know, involved. Yeah. But. Well, man, I, uh, we're at an hour now, so it goes by fast, doesn't it? it does um, I appreciate you coming in and, um, I can't recommend you guys enough to everybody because I do think you have incredible work, your name, all integrity, definitely, uh, 
uh, is reflective of your work and who you guys are. I think you're great human beings. And, um, you know, anytime we ever have jobs, you are the absolute only first person, nobody else that we will call to get stuff done. So you're gonna be hopefully doing some stuff in my office eventually once we get <laughs> all my materials worked out, I got to own issues in here, but, uh, but thanks for coming by, man. I really do appreciate it. anything else. Say you, you want to say before we go? Not really. Just, uh, you want to tell them how to get in touch with you? Yeah. If y'all, you know, if anybody out there is watching, want any remodeling done, uh, just give us a call. Uh, you can check us out on, we also, we have a Facebook page and we have, uh, a website at all integrity remodeling LLC. Uh, so we'll put it in the comments. Yeah. Too, yeah we'll so right put here. it in there. So y'all can, y'all can click on it and just check out our work, check out the reviews, you know, and, and give us a call for anything. And we're the type of people that if you call us out there and we don't know how to do it, we won't waste your time. Yeah. We'll tell you that we can't do it. Yeah. You know, so that way we save everybody. But yeah. we would love to come check out what work you need done and see if it's something that we could do and work together with you. Awesome. All right, brother. Are you going to, uh, you're a baseball fan? Are you excited about opening day or are you more ready to go fishing? I would rather go play golf. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> good. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming by and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Y'all take care.